Today in Security from Wired. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. U.S. missile defense still has a long, long way to go by Brian Barrett. The United States successfully tested its interceptor missile defense system on Tuesday, essentially shooting an incoming missile out of the sky. An impressive technological feat, to be sure, one the Pentagon likens to hitting a bullet with another bullet. But as proof that such a system could defend the U.S. against a North Korean attack, it still misses the mark. Think instead of the $244 million test as a competent recital, a choreographed display of U.S. missile defense capabilities under optimal conditions. It leaves open the question of how the so-called ground-based mid-course defense system would perform under real-world conditions, and how North Korea might respond to this latest demonstration of a system that the U.S. has spent almost two decades testing. The U.S. first tested this descendant of Reagan-era Star Wars missile defense ambitions in 1999. It works on a fairly straightforward underlying principle, hit an incoming missile hard enough to destroy it. It does this by launching a rocket, which in turn releases a kill vehicle, a smaller device with four onboard thrusters and internal guidance systems that can send it careening into the incoming missile. The kill vehicle doesn't carry explosives, it just packs a punch. Simple enough in theory, the reality is a different matter. The ICBM that's incoming is expected to be going 15,000 miles per hour. The interceptor will be going on the same order, maybe a little slower, says Laura Grego, senior scientist and global security specialist at the Union of Concerned Scientists. You're trying to line up these refrigerator-sized things in space at the same place and at the same time. That's a tricky thing to do. That explains the mixed results seen thus far. The U.S. has tested the interceptor system 19 times since 1999, succeeding about half the time. The most recent test, three years ago, marked another success, but three prior attempts fizzled. That kind of success rate is troubling, given the meticulously managed conditions. 
These tests are scripted for success, says Philip Coyle, senior fellow at the Center for Arms Control and Nonproliferation and former head of the Pentagon's Test and Evaluation Office. What's been surprising to me is that they have failed as often as they have in spite of that. The U.S. Missile Defense Agency conducts the tests and scripts the conditions carefully. The defenders had significant information about the target ahead of time, says Grego. They know what it looks like. They know when it's coming. Factors the Pentagon almost certainly won't know if North Korea or anyone else lets one fly. The tests also don't account for decoys and countermeasures that could throw off the missile defense system, tactics that include technology that confuses the launch-detecting radar systems or infrared sensors aboard the interceptor, or a simple balloon traveling alongside the incoming missile's re-entry vehicle. All of which amounts to more caution than confidence, a note sounded even by the Pentagon. Initial indications are that the test met its primary objective, said Vice Admiral Jim Searing, director of the U.S. Missile Defense Agency, but program officials will continue to evaluate system performance based upon telemetry and other data obtained during the test. In other words, it worked today, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll work tomorrow or when the U.S. truly needs it. Tuesday's test comes amid mounting anxiety over the looming threat from North Korea. The Hermit Kingdom has escalated both its rhetoric and launch attempts in recent months, having test-fired eight missiles already this year. Although none of those missiles had the range to reach the U.S., the country is clearly working toward that goal. Yet Grego rejects the notion that the latest test was a direct response to Kim Jong-un's saber-rattling. These tests take a long time to prepare and to organize, both the time to prepare and to analyze the results afterward, she says. Of course, that does not mean such a test didn't send a clear message. We are much more likely to convince Kim Jong-un not ever to try striking the U.S., says Bruce Bennett, defense researcher at the Rand Corporation. Demonstrating the interceptor's capabilities, Bennett argues, shows that the U.S. would weather an attack well enough to deliver a devastating response. We have really enhanced deterrence, he said. Others remain skeptical. The U.S. arsenal, after all, includes 36 missile interceptors with uncertain real-world performance. If North Korea ever gets ICBMs that can reach the U.S. and they believe that our missile defenses work, they'll just build more and more missiles so that they can overwhelm our missile defenses, says Coyle. Granted, the U.S. could build more interceptors, but that creates its own geopolitical maelstrom. If they make it too big, then they start to threaten the nuclear capabilities China and Russia have, says Bennett. We want potentially it a little bit bigger to deal with small countries like North Korea, to deal with accidents by an adversary, but we don't want it so big that it can dwarf what China or Russia can pose and therefore push them to taking action before we've completed the system. Think of it as a Goldilocks problem, except with nuclear devastation instead of bears. So, yes, the U.S. missile interceptor system worked this time, but until it works every time, under real-world conditions, no one should read too much into a successful test. And even if the system achieves something approaching reliability, it's important to consider the potential consequences. 
You get the feeling that this is meant to reassure the U.S. public and our allies that we're doing something, says Grego. At the same time, if you're overconfident about your system because you're not clear-eyed about it, that can lead to riskier decision-making. Given the magnitude of those risks, it helps to see this test for what it is, a good step down a long, uncertain path. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.